When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to episode 134. Yeah, VA, baby. Of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie P. Sailor. How are you feeling about being a Texan? You're a Texan now, Christian Piles. Official. Officially a Texan. Um, How do I feel about it? I'm not really a Texan. I feel like you gave are up you, your... Are you a Texan? No. Okay. So, I feel like you gave up your Shenandoah Valley street cred, though. That's that's some of the sacrifices you have to make when you're making a move. How Can is I, street beef going to survive without you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm considering... I feel like you've been... You've seen my house. Willie actually... Uh, don't say he's not a good guy. He came and helped us move in. Um, along with a lot of guys. My biceps are still... I'm, I'm a little sore. Yeah, yeah. I ran stadiums at your house. It was, but anyways, the point being, they have a playroom. The kids have a playroom called Disney World. <sighs> we have way entirely too much stuff. Entirely so we, too much. So we have cameras now that are show, filming. Yeah, you the have show. to look at that sometimes. It's, it's not live. Um, you can't see it on the live stream, but I don't know. They got a whole thing. They upload it. I don't know how it works exactly, <laughs> but they take care of that. That's one thing that we actually don't have to do for the show. But by and large, we're doing it. We're doing it all here. But. Video component, I don't know, but it's on. So let us know what you think about that. But what I'm saying is, I've got a big backyard. I feel like it's conducive to some street fights. What do you think? Yeah, we should have some kind of. Well, we could either use your yard as for fights, or or you know what I want. I want to buy you lots of barnyard animals. No, I, <laughs> yes. You keep telling. He actually tells my children he's gonna buy them. Hamsters, pot belly, pot belly pig. pig. That's for sure. That one's happening. That's not happening. It, it's going to be probably. I, you know what I want? I, maybe I'll just get you like seven fainting goats. Do you ever see those things yeah. where you scare them? They all fall down. Yeah, yeah. That I've looks seen, like you. I've seen when those. you wrestled for Buffalo Gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! The best thing that that could have happened, like in the top of one of the boxes, was a picture of me wrestling in high school and I've never been so thankful that no one like it was where it, y'all could have all seen it and it's now I'm just going to destroy it. It was I didn't even know. I don't know how that exists. It's from 2003. His wife had like oh his God. wife had like boxes were color coded and like so there was an army of people walking in the house with his boxes moving his stuff and like you'd have to look at the chart to see what room <laughs> the 
box She's, was labeled to go in. My wife is very thorough and organized, and I appreciate that about her. We we balance each other well in, in that regard because I'm uh, not super detail oriented in that area per se. Yeah, I've seen your rankings. Um, now you don't even have. You know what? You know what? How do you not have Max Lyon in your top 100? Uh, Max Lyon's not in your top 100. No. Well, not not when they came out before. Max Lyon? Yeah. Listen Christian, up. Christian Listen learned up. his Listen name up. 15 minutes ago. Listen up, Max. You know me. We go way back. I've had your back since day one when I learned you existed in late spring. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be in the top 100. And yeah, he should be. But you're, not, not, you're a catch, Max Lyon. And maybe not when I uh, updated last, though. Yeah, he's... Still eyeball test. Anyways, I just noticed that today um, when we were looking at big boards. A kid from, named Chase Schiltz, you may be familiar, mm-hmm. from Iowa. He's going to North Dakota State. Recently verbaled there, so that's why I was looking. The Iowa wrestling scene, what kids they have this year. But, yeah. So now you're an expert in Iowa. So <laughs> we, I, I mean, love you. You're getting these little subtle digs in. They're not that clever. You like to. You know what? They're currently ranked. Rankings are going to come out tomorrow, and Schultz and Lyon are going to be like seventeen and eighteen at their weight class. At their weights, mm-hmm. I know. I know that Max didn't have a, the greatest Fargo, but it was in the deed, and uh, I still think he's good. I think he's good. He is good. Well, sounds like you don't think he's good. You don't even think he's top one hundred. No, I did not say that. Well, he's not top one hundred. You did that, so maybe you didn't say it, but you did. Like three months ago. I mean, long before he beat Jelani Embry and other guys. Notice I'm low maintenance here, you guys, on the video. I have one. Nestle, here's some free pub. Bottle of water. Willie has three different cups. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, coffee, water, water, and then your disgusting. You're disgusting. Oh, my gosh. It's so gross. Don't call it that. So, yeah, we moved. We had a flat tire. (laughs) It was a whole thing. (laughs) Let's stop talking about moving. Yeah. Let's stop talking about. It was traumatic. It's been a traumatic couple weeks. <coughs> you know I didn't have internet. Off for, topic stuff. I didn't have internet for a week. That would be glorious. I would love no, to won't. be. Don't wish that. I would love to be. Nope. You wouldn't. Forced like it. to not monitor everything in the world. You wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it. Speaking of the. I world, know. I know. I wouldn't like it, but it would be reinvigorating. Okay. Go. Just have some me time. The IOC. It's funny. I found this hilarious. I don't, uh, or ironic or whatever. The the reaction to the IOC's decision to kind of like pass the buck and and put it on the federations. Everyone was like beforehand, like they've they gotta ban Russia. They'll ban them. They make. Uh, I don't think people realize who they're talking about with the IOC. Like, do they know who these people are? Like, do they understand? Their track record, and this is before the whole HBO thing came out, um, and that really shone a light on on how corrupt these people are. But it's like they have a track record of making unbelievably <laughs> unconscionable decisions. And so when they, so when everyone, we, you get the McLaren report, it's basically about as damning as any report could be about state-sponsored doping. Okay? Yeah, it's it's damning. Number one, it's damning, and number two, it's like no duh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, yeah, we didn't know that. Thanks. Any other revelations there, McLaren? But, but they said when they had that 
people were like, this is it. They've got Russia. There's no way they can let them in. There's no way they'll make that decision. And I'm like, you realize these are the people that elected to several years ago to kick wrestling out of the Olympics, the oldest and greatest wrestling. Um, these are the people that said, you know what? What, what embodies Olympic ideals? Modern pentathlon. A sport that can only be participated by the one percenter elites that have horses and rifles and things like that. Uh, there's an actual uh, – are you familiar with the Olympic sport called dressage, Willie? Mm-hmm. It's horses dancing is an Olympic sport. So these are the people we're talking about, the IOC. Well, they're, they're, they're also the people that take bribes to go to whatever city that they go to and even – if it's just an asinine decision in a third world country with no infrastructure and they leave the economy in wake at every place that they go, I mean, trail of tears, they're not great decision makers and they're not, uh, what's the word? Scru- they're not scrupulous people. No. Uh, they had the winter Olympics in a place, Willie, where it doesn't snow. Sochi, Russia. It doesn't snow there. It's like 50s in the winter. They're like, you know what's a good... I mean, it's like, you know where we should have the Olympics for, for winter? Let's go Mexico City. Let's do it. That's basically it's like, what they did. It's, it, it's FIFA on a grander scale. It's, it's FIFA expand. And these are... So you talk about the dressage, the horse dancing. You talk about the modern pentathlon. So you have to get inside these people's mind. These are... So we see the report... And as logical people with ethics and morals that live in the real world, it is logical that Russia would not be involved. But these are the most 1% of 1% elite political um, losers that that don't understand Olympic ideals. And they want to appeal to their 1% loser friends. That's why, I, I mean, I tweeted, I said long before the Russian decision came out, It'll be Lebedev. Leb- fifty-seven. They'll lose fifty-seven, and the rest of the Russian wrestlers can go because that's their way of saying we did something. Yeah, and well, that decision ultimately was on United World Wrestling, not. Um, I, yeah, but it's the same. I, I guess it's a, it's, a, it's the same kind of mentality with all of them, and and I knew that. I I mean, you had to know or at least think uh, strongly that. The decision would have been kicked down from the IOC to the federations because the IOC has no punch. And the IOC doesn't want to look culpable to any of the federations, any nations. Wow, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. I mean, it was a classic passing of the buck when they had an opportunity. And you know what they did in passing the buck? Not only did they kind of slough off their actual responsibility and their responsibility to international sport, what they did is they just gave a green light to every nation. They gave a green light to Russia. Ramp up your efforts. You can go even harder. You can cheat even more because you know what? This, we've already shown you we're not going to do it. And the federations, they're not going to do it. So you know what? All you desperate countries, Russia, all you cheaters, Cheat more. Well, yeah, before, even if they would have kicked them out, right? Even if all of Russia would have been banned, or, or any country for that matter. I don't care if it's uh, 
I don't know, Uganda, but any 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 country that has shown this level of state-sponsored or state-run um, systematic problems uh, with doping, no matter what country it was, if there's going to be this much information and they're still not going to do anything about it, um, not only does it encourage and condone, but Russia for sure would have been like, Russia's response wouldn't have been, well, we got to clean up our act so that this doesn't happen again. Russia's response would have been, I don't know how those other countries get away with it. We have to, we we really have to double down on our masking procedures. I guess. I mean, in, in a way, maybe. I mean, that's like, it, I believe that if 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 it got that drastic and there was a complete blanket ban, I think Russia would have to look itself in the mirror somewhat and adjust things, and not just. They're not going to just. They're still going to cheat. But to the degree that they have been, I don't think so. And and my point in saying that they get, they got the green light is that when this first all came out months ago, the, the systematic doping in Russia, since that time, when you think – so for me, that's like you get put on probation, right? You get put on probation. Maybe Willie – I don't know. Do you know about being put on probation? I don't know anything about this. You, I was on probation twice. Yeah, Willie, you can't see his – he's got his uh, – Easton slippers on, but he's got a little ankle band. On there. <laughs> Why are you disrespecting my town? That's what Andrew Far- Farrar called him, so I thought that was funny. But my point is that when they were made aware of this, they continued to intimidate. They threatened testers. They continued to um, be completely out of pocket to a degree. And you know what, what else I think of? So they caught, what, 350? They had, like, 350 that they could, like, straight up prove. You know that stat, like, if someone gets busted for a DUI, they've done it, like, 20 other times yeah, or yeah. something like that. So we're talking probably thousands of, of cheating. I, I mean, there's there's no there's no point in even talking. There's no point in even talking about if they did it or what the scale of it is. It's massive. It's massive. And for people, especially wrestling people – um, you know, who listen to us that have said, well, you know, they didn't get caught. What do you mean they didn't get caught? That's the whole point. They're covered up. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. How it's are you like, supposed to get caught when it's covered up? Yeah, That's the whole freaking point, guys. Everyone's like, well, Sajulayev has it. It's like, well, no wonder. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's on the gimmick. You know, it might be. Um, uh, Boltekayev, yeah, he's never tested positive. Boltekayev's never tested positive. Name the times, name the times that Boltekayev was tested, okay? Russian Nationals. Oh, come on. Yeah, they're going to they, they're gonna turn him in there. They don't test. Uh, Uregan, they don't test. And uh, the only other one was Euros, I think. Or, yeah, or, he won Euros. There was, only, there was only one competition. There was only one competition that Boltekayev competed at that could have been possible for him to test by a source other than Russian, the Russian, other than Rusada. There was but only one been, one time. Yeah, but they've been beating the tests. I mean, they all go to Worlds. They all go to Euros. They never. I'm just they saying. Get popped. They I'm don't. Just, they don't get popped. I don't know why. Um, I mean, they always say. Well, it came out. You know, the the, the cocktail. They have a system of you do this, you do that, you take this, you take that, a little alcohol. And it masks it, but the science—the science is ahead. The science of doping and doping and masking is ahead of the science of testing. That's why people are like, 
Why are they going back to Beijing? Why are they testing samples from London? Because the science of doping was ahead of the science of testing. Right, and they're just not catching up. Right? So, so don't be naive and say, wow, these, these guys haven't tested. These guys haven't tested. There's no reason, there's no reason for a blanket ban. They, you know, every, every individual is entitled to his uh, due process. Bull crap. Yeah, it, it's bull. And I, I think there, there's a lot of strange mentalities. I've Thomas seen. Bach right now. Uh, Go. Thomas Bach right now. Like, I follow AP Wire, right? Flow Sports has the AP Wire, and, and I follow it. And uh, Thomas Bach right now, at this minute, five minutes before we on, went on the air, blamed WADA. They said it's WADA's fault for coming out with the information so late. Really? Really? Wait, well, I mean, this is what people, people like that do. They pass, the, they pass the buck. They won't take any responsibility for the things that they've done. The, the mentality I was going to talk about with, with fans and how they've kind of um, I don't know. Th- just the response to Russia being in or out or whatever. The idea that it's that it cheapens the the Olympics. The idea what cheapens it is is when you have cheaters mm-hmm. in your games. I don't. Yeah, I don't that's, get it. That's what cheapens it. I don't get that, it. it. That's what. There's an asterisk when an entire country of cheaters is led in the tournament. <laughs> not not when. Uh, a bunch of cheaters are kept out. It blows my mind because a uh, you know a lot of a lot of very intelligent yes. wrestling fans have tweeted: If Russia's out of wrestling, is there an asterisk? No, no. The asterisk, the asterisk would be if you let a bunch of dopers in. Um, why should anybody that meddled at the Olympics? in a field that Russia wasn't at because of systematic cheating have an asterisk. You you just want to see you just want to see the Russian wrestlers. And I think I think another yeah, sure. For for a fan of wrestling, I mean, do I want to watch Russians wrestle? Yeah, obviously. Aesthetically, I enjoy that. Uh, if you like wrestling, you have to love uh, their game and what they do and their greatness. But at the same time, at, at what cost are you letting these guys in? And did you guys not hear the words Jordan Burroughs said, everyone's like, these guys want to compete against the best. They want to beat the best. Uh, beat the best what? They want to beat the best legitimate athletes. They want to beat the ones that belong there. Jordan straight up said if he had the choice and he knew one of them was cheating, he would say, don't let him in. Mm-hmm. Don't let him in. And I think another thing in, the, in Jordan's story about USADA is so I, – I want that to sink into you guys, to know – how much of their lives, you know, they have to alter things so that they can be legitimized. Our own country does that to us, okay, and make sure we're, we're clean athletes. What these guys have to go through with the testing and just well, being clean, and and to say, you go through this, you you go to NCAA's and you miss a test. That's one. How much of it is a culture thing, right? In the United States, in the United States, we have watchdogs, right? <laughs> Almost. I don't want to get into politics, but almost too much. You know, you set up this watchdog organization, and then you have to set up two more watchdog organizations to watch the watchdog. But anyway, in in this, in America, we have a system of checks and balances. And if you set up, if you set up USADA, and their job is to test athletes and make them clean, those, uh, the associates of USADA, try to do their job to the best of their abilities. Um, and it's very thorough, as you heard from the Jordan Burroughs story. Whereas in the other countries, 
they're like, okay, let's work with our government to, you know, you know, work our way around this, around this problem, right? And it's very, I mean, that's not speculation. The, the whole thing that started this was that a Russian track and field athlete, a female track and field athlete, got in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, ended up marrying a Rusada testing agent. That's what blew it up. And that's what that's what started this whole thing. So it's not speculation. Rusada was skirting the system. Uh Rusada was working with the government um to make sure their athletes tested clean. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's no there's no denying it. And the irony to me, it's like, all right, we're gonna throw out the most anemic, offensively deficient, physically unimposing wrestler of the whole bunch. Victor Lebedev. It's like, it's so ironic to me. It's like, this guy tests positive in 1986, and, and now <laughs> yeah, he's out. Uh, what What is that? I mean, th- that to me... That's was, just, that's a peace offering. That's yeah. like collateral damage. Like, see, we did something. I, I truly, I truly feel sorry for Lebedev in the couple months he's he's had to endure. I feel like he is... He's been a victim of a lot of things. He's been the pawn for a lot of things, right? The political machinations and corruption. I mean, the, let the guy... I, th- I feel like he was a guy that just wanted to go out and wrestle and whatever happened, happened, win or lose. He didn't want to be caught up in the corruption at Russian Nationals where his spot was bought and paid for. Uh, I don't think he did either. He didn't, and I heard after the fact, he did not want to be on the Olympics team. He came out and said it. Yeah, yeah. And then... Next thing you know, he's their guy. And then a couple months later, okay, now he's you probably have to at that point you have to change your mindset. I'm going, I'm going fine, all right. I accept this. And then no, you're just you're just another pawn in the game and you're out again. It's it's sad for him, a great champion, a once very skilled wrestler, and I I truly empathize with Lebedev and and what he's had to go through. I don't think it I don't think it was fair and I don't think um he deserves to go out that way. But all, all in all, the IOC, Russia, I mean, this Rule 40 stuff, Willie. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? I don't know how much that's going to pertain to wrestlers. It's kind of a sad thing. The rule, rule 40 is rule forty is absurd. And it's not, I mean, it's not a new revelation. It's been happening for a while. But um, I don't know. It's Maybe it's a problem with us, too, is that we only. That's what I'm saying. We only concentrate on it. We only talk about it. Once every four years, but it's BS, and it's really bad for for it's it's bad for the the future of explain the, what it is the sports. People may not know what Rule Forty is. All right, Rule Forty is a measure by the IOC that you cannot. I mean, you can't talk about, you can't mention, all the way down to you can't tweet uh, about any sponsors. Other than uh, official Olympic sponsors, and that includes you Coke, can't you can't Tom. wear their T-shirt, right? You can't wear their sneakers. You can't be seen in this this shirt, and you can't you can't tweet thank you. You can't. And the sponsor can't tweet. Them the sponsor either. can't tweet the athlete. The sponsor can't tweet. The sponsor cannot tweet congratulations. Yeah. Right. So, unless you're. Coke, Procter and Gamble, I don't know. All these official Olympic McDonald's. sponsors, right? You you can't even say anything about it, right? So if if Jordan Burroughs is sponsored by I don't want to get specific really because I don't know I don't know 
what the exact situation tied with bleach. Whatever. Right. Like if 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 Jordan Burroughs is sponsored by Muscle Farm, right? Jordan Burroughs sponsored by Muscle Farm. Muscle Farm can't tweet congratulations, Jordan Burroughs. Jordan Burroughs can't tweet thanks to all my sponsors at Muscle Farm. Appreciate you supporting me. Um, Jordan Burroughs, if he's sponsored by Adidas, which he's not, but he he can't he can't wear a T-shirt that says Adidas. Right. From <laughs> listen, from five days or from nine days before the start until a couple days after. After. They right? blanket, they have like a whole month and change. So after uh, Jordan Burroughs wins gold in the Olympics, uh, Muscle Farm can't tweet congratulations until like five days after. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It is absurd. And before you think that before you think that this is just petty, well, okay, big deal. You know, that's that sounds stupid. That sounds stupid and uh, you know, uh, that's just petty on the IOC's part. Um Think about all the athletes that are sponsored by organizations and products that are not Olympic, uh, official Olympic sponsors. They can't get any love, right? So um, the, the whole point of this is that here's a company that's supporting an athlete, but they can't get any rub on it. So what does that do? That discourages them from supporting the athletes. Yeah. All right? So... Until McDonald's sponsors every freaking Olympic rower, yeah. Until with with a check, right? Uh, you're hurting the athletes. You are hurting the athletes that make your Olympic games possible. IOC. Yeah, they they think. I mean, they're they're doing it to protect their sponsors, but all they do they don't they don't consider the athletes at all. They don't care about the athletes at all. The athletes are just these little. They just sit up here and they watch. They play these games. They go to their parties and they just live the life of being an IOC person. That's what's important to them. They, they went to Norway. Did you read this? Uh, when Norway was like bidding for something for one of the winter games, they had to have the IOC requested 24-hour butler service. Okay, which the, Norway doesn't have butlers. Um, every room. <laughs> what do you mean? The whole country doesn't have a butler. They don't. They don't do that. They don't, don't have concierge. Don't know. Watch, no. watch the thing. That's what they said. And the rooms had to be at twenty Celsius, Willie. Exactly twenty Celsius. These are the people we're talking about. This is the IOC. Okay, the Olympics is not. Uh, you can think of it as sport, right. but it is run to them, by the most corrupt political losers. It's like it's like um, horse racers, right? It's like horse racing and and the athletes are horses right like, yeah it's like they don't think they're about interchangeable oh look look at the fast guy look at the strong guy look at this look mm-hmm. at this uh, it's all about the party it's all about their prestige and, and getting handouts these guys are paying for their for their wives plastic surgery through these bribes like all this crazy stuff um it, it, it's just a, b- a bunch <clears throat> of corrupt losers and it, it sickens me that that our sport is Reliant, uh, and I don't think that we. Well, are. you should, you uh, know. So I, I took this I, new role, managing editor, where I, I oversee other sports, and and in wrestling, it stinks. It stinks that you can't. You know, there's so, the, the money's finite. Uh, there's ho- not a whole lot of sponsors, and so if if company X is sponsoring uh, Dan Dennis, you want him to get a like a little return. You want him to get a, at least a shout out, right? Yeah. But. Because I'm involved in track now, like that's a it's a big deal, man. It's a huge deal in track. Um, 
because it's the only way these people survive. You know, New Balance, all these shoe companies, big time companies, they can't get any anything in there. And a lot of these companies, they're priced out. You do you know how much it costs to be an official Olympic sponsor? Like, like for example, uh, uh, a a brand like Resolite, you know, or or Dolomir, or they, you know, a Mac. You can't be an Olympic sponsor. You, no. you just you don't have the opportunity, right? So unless you're going to give the IOC uh, like a quarter billion, nah, you're out. Yeah, I mean it's it's unbelievable what what is expected. So like, you so think hey, about the, you think about the IOC. You think about what do they do for wrestling? Really, they they take our weights. We have six. I've, they take our weights. Um, so yeah, we added two women's weights. Well, there should be probably eight women's weights as well. There should be eight Greco. At minimum, eight Greco, eight men's freestyle, eight women's freestyle. There, there's not enough. Weights. What do we gain? What do you get? What is, what is wrestling gained by the Olympics? What, what are they? I mean, we're on TV for two weeks and yep. then we're gone and then we're never cared for again for another four years. I mean, that's that's all it is, and it's under very uh, limited circumstances. You know, you'll come in for a match here, a match there, and you can't give the, you know, the sponsors don't get any love for. I mean, I, what what. Do we get out of the Olympics? They shrink the sport. They, they, they. Not only the thing is, they don't even they don't just shrink the sport for the event. They they contract the sport in the non-Olympic years. I mean, uh, the weight weight classes have shrunk. You know, we used to have ten. Now we have we have eight, and that's like a bonus because there's only six Olympic weights. Right. Uh. So they kind of neuter the non-Olympic weights with it. With with us only having six, I I mean it's, it's and I don't have any I don't have any I don't have any problem with two two bronze, but that's why we have two bronze because of the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know what I mean? So, it, so what like, I'm saying is it changes the sport. Yeah, yeah. That we we make so many concessions for the Olympics. We could have it right. Things could be done properly. I, I think United World Wrestling is positioned to do the right things and and set us. We're we're on a good course there. Just a couple years in, I mean, as it grows and as it improves, I think they're positioned to to really build the sport. But, um, you know, I mean, on one IOC. hand, on one hand, they're at the mercy of the IOC. On the other hand, now this is being idealistic, but what do we get from them? What do we get from the IOC? I don't know. What do we get from the Olympic Games? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, in America, in America, the 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 mentality is, well, we, you know, we got to stay in the Olympics because. Um, our Division One program, yeah, our, our college, our college. If we're, if we're not, if it's not an Olympic sport, they might cut a program that's not an Olympic sport. Um, that's like first world problems. That's like American problems. But other places, what do they do? They not fund the sport because it's an Olympic sport. Does does I mean, Senegal I not fund wrestling because it's not an Olympic sport? I don't know. I mean, that could very. The problem is that could very well be true. That's what I'm saying. It's like literally true. Like, I mean, would would wrestling have the prestige it has in Russia if it was a non-Olympic sport? These are the questions that that really matter that you have to that you have to consider. I don't know. I don't know the answer. All right, that's IOC and Russian doping situation. I hate you, IOC. Put that on the record. Yeah, in it, case that wasn't clear that wasn't from clear. the first half hour. I do hate you. I think you're terrible. Christian, what do you you want to talk about Fargo? You want to talk about D1? What do you got? Fargo so, seems like an eternity away. And I was there an eternity. So it's it's interesting. Uh, we had a 
I would love to talk about Fargo with you. You were not there. You ditched us because you are white collar Willie. You require three styrofoam cups with various liquids in each. Mm-hmm. So you don't know you don't know that Fargo life anymore. And that was like And you know what? The turf burnt down as a sign of protest of <laughs> you not being there. Oh boy. That's was that, that so That was happening during like a session, right? D- during one of the finals, I think cadet finals or I think it was cadet finals, cadet or junior finals, but either way, it wasn't junior. If you don't know what the turf is, it's like this iconic, terrible little bar in Fargo. Sticky floors. Sticky floors. Um, just unseemly people, but it's where everyone goes, and it's um, it was incinerated by fire. <laughs> <laughs> where was Jason Bryant? Oh my goodness. Oh, he was. He was inconsolable. So yeah, far I don't know. What do you want? What do you want to talk about? What did you take away from Fargo from afar? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, Fargo is for me where I, where you find hidden gems, where you, I don't know, people's stock go up and down. Um, and so you know, it affects the rankings more than anything else. Rankings, rankings come out tomorrow. There's you know, there's, there's a handful of tournaments, NHSCAs, Flow Nationals, Super 32, Fargo, Ironman, you know, on down the line. There's there's a handful of tournaments that drastically affect Akron. rankings and, and uh, Akron, yes. And um, and that's one of them. Um, but I'm, I was more interested in, I mean, we, we you guys blew the Fargo coverage out of the water. So uh, every I think everybody has been kept abreast of all that. All that stuff, but was there any extracurricular stuff? Any stories? Oh, I that are want... safe for radio? No. no, no. Oh, everything's <laughs> safe for radio. No, it, it, it was fun. We have a, a new team. Um, we have a really big team. We got really nice. What do we have? Nice rings, nice things. Anyways, uh, Dan Lobdell, aka the Wrestling Nomad, Mike Malinconico, Team Nomad. Um, so it was great. We we had a lot of fun. We have a. We had a funny intern named named Chase that we didn't call Chase the entire week. Um, he has ducks. Chase has ducks. He's a duck farmer. He is indeed. But no, I want to talk. <laughs> about, I want to talk about the wrestling. I want to talk about the wrestling. Why? I don't know why you don't want to. What do you? Okay, specifically. I did not know that Ben Darmstadt was the truth. He's like, good. No, no, no. Don't 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 belittle him with he's good. He's really good. Ta- ta- say more words about him. I mean, he was ranked one or two in the country. Where is he on your big board? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look it up now. I I think you messed this up. I think you me- he he is amazing. Look it up. I'm looking it up. We'll we'll look it up in a second. But what were your? I mean, he was got beat last year a couple times. Yeah. All right, but I mean, I just watched him and I'm like, okay, he's probably gonna win a national title. So if he's not number one. Pound for pound, I messed up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna find a way to, to hammer you for this, but no. What do you What do you think? What do you think about him? Talk about him. You're the high school guy for crying out loud. I mean, I've always been high on Darmstadt, and uh, but the thing is, I think that he's there's like a lot of heat going to Cornell. I think that he's a little bit. The crazy thing is, I think he's a little bit better in folk style than he is in free. He's like a hammer on top. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. And he's going to Cornell, which. Slurs. Uh. Yanni Vito Darmstadt, right? And I'm I'm trying to just and and I can't and, and there's a lot of others that are like, you know, ranked tenth ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brindley and Hunter Richard and um, 
guys in that range that are really they're darn good recruits. You know, I really liked uh, Perriott a lot, a lot, a lot. I thought he was – I thought he came in real – 38th on the Christian, oh, Christian got thirty eighth on the big board. Christian's Willie's. got all these, all these retroactive oh, no. reactions. Oh, Willie! All right, it's not too late. It's not too late. Thirty Ben Darmstadt, thirty eighth on the big board for this year. When Willie. was it, when was it published? Yesterday, it looks like. Yeah. Oh, you messed up. You messed up. I'm not going to name names here, but mistakes were made, Willie. Like. Uh, Oh boy! I, you, you know what? The, oh, my, the biggest no. mistake I made was Gulaban at one. <laughs> that was actually the right call. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Hey, Gulaban was actually the right number one. Sorry to all you other rankers that blew it. Um, Hawkeye report. Can you please put him on full blast? Yeah, they would have had Grothus at one. So what, what are they talking <laughs> about? Ah, um, oh, the legend of Brody Grothus. Um, no, he. Don't get me started on Gulaban because that was totally the right. Who would you? <laughs> retroactive, retroactive Christian. Yes, this is this. So this, okay, that's fair. This is perhaps a little retroactive, um, but I'm telling you. But here's the thing. No, here's where I will disagree. The big boards are your opinion. Okay, how you value. I watch this kid wrestle. I think he's here. Okay, I don't put Jimmy Goulabon at number one and say that's the guy I think is going to win 141. Okay. That's not what happened. Um, that's not at all what happened. So I will disagree that and say now if I had him in the pound for pound, then then uh, then I messed up. But you had this is your big board. This is your opinion. This is mm-hmm. like how you view the guys. And all I read is is I don't like Cornell. I don't like Ohio, and I don't like Ben Darmstadt. Yeah, that's what that meant. That's what that means. You don't even know when that that was done. Um, that was probably done in April. Oh yeah, I probably lowballed him a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, the camera's on. Now's your chance. Get it out there. You can publicly apologize before he even begins his college career. I think he's. I think he's going to be okay. I think he's. Uh, I, apologize. Okay, Ben Darmstadt, you should have been not thirty eighth. How much higher? Maybe like top twenty. Fifteen. Yeah. I'm here for you, Ben. Look, this is what happens. Christians watches a high school tournament and then. <laughs> He completely revamps it. Hey. Max Lyon. Hey. Have we talked about him yet on radio? That happened like three. That happened like 20 minutes I ago. wasn't sure if that was on the Periscope or if that was something else. Yeah, Max Lyon's good. Max Lyon's good. He's a sleeper. Mm-hmm. He's a deep sleeper. Okay. So, yeah, I liked him a lot. Theorius Ro- Robeson. Roby? Robeson? Theorius Robeson. Theorius Robeson is... Amazing. I think he's going to be outstanding. Um, I, I'm, Come on. I'm curious to see his development. I, I watched him at Reno. In the Colorado has a lot of good youngsters. They're all small except for Colton Schultz. Oh, uh, Colton Schultz. Can we talk about the Tyler Curd phenomena? This guy. He's this not, guy comes, I, still, I still don't have him ranked, by the way. Sorry, Tyler. You can't control this man. He just does what he feels. Uh, I get it. I get it. I know what you're going to say. I'm not even gonna make you say it. Guess how many? Guess how many wins he's had over a ranked guy in freestyle folk. Well, if you limit it like that, yeah, zero. Yes, yeah, sir. So, well, here on Flow Wrestling Radio Live, Greco lives matter, Willie. Okay. 
Um, but I Greco lives do matter, just not in rankings. Just not in rankings. Okay. Maybe you should have a separate Greco ranking. Nah. Okay. Well, Tyler Curd did a, a apparently John Cena has a move. Uh, what's it called? The attitude adjustment. Attitude. <laughs> That's what I'd like to give you. Yeah, you wish. Uh, I'm about to catch these hands. So he hits this move, and Mike Mal's on it, and the entire internet picks it up. ESPN, Deadspin, The Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine. <laughs> Wall Street Journal, no. Wall Street Journal you're for gonna, sure had it. a little it. too Al, far there. Al Jazeera. Everyone had it. And it was this amazing move, but I guess lost in that, like, he, he kind of got smoked in freestyle by Schultz, and now you still don't have him ranked. I don't care. I'm just saying, that guy's a cadet. Yeah, no. Listen, he's going to be ranked at some point. The kid's good. The kid's really good. I'm just talking about on process, there's nothing to go on. Right. I understand. So that was a pretty big uh, – he was a big storyline. The schultz curd dynamic was what, leading into that freestyle. They hit in the semis or quarters, and Schultz beat him up. Pretty good, teched him. Which was interesting to me about that match is Schultz, when he wrestles freestyle, or uh, yeah, when he wrestles freestyle, he's basically a Greco wrestler wrestling freestyle. Like everything he does, pretty much translates. Mm -hmm. He does throwbys with underhooks and stuff like that. So it doesn't make sense to me that he would lose to him in Greco. It's not like he's got this like lethal sweep single or a high crush. Right. He doesn't really attack the legs. When you attack his legs, he's really good. But like. He's not a guy that goes and grabs his legs, so to see him just dominate him, maybe he just totally slept on Curd. Mm -hmm. But that when you look at Tyler Curd, that's the, I see him, I'm like, that's not someone to sleep on because he, he looks— Were you one of those guys? You he, look across the bat and be like, this dude's— This, this dude's serious. <laughs> he, he came here. He I, he was stretching beforehand. He's ready to go. He, listen, that guy found his you local can't, weight You room. can't tell. You can't tell by that. At upper weights, you can, I think, a little bit. That guy— That guy— that guy was real. I don't know. I saw some when I wrestled. I saw. I'd look across the map and like, this dude's jacked. I'm gonna have a problem with him. And then, like, you go out there and you try to take him down, and he fights off a takedown. And then you're like, oh my god, this has problems. And then you tack him up. Like, or you could wrestle Listen, somebody that looks like you could wrestle somebody that looks like a schlump, and they're like legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's. I think he's pretty legit. I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, what I'm saying is, you can't always tell by looking. At, like Ben Askren isn't physically okay. imposing. Yeah, because there's a lot of successful wrestlers that look like Ben Askren. There is now. Name several. Uh, look, Yanni isn't like Yanni. Like three years ago, Yanni three was all ago, when he was a 106 pounder. Yeah. <laughs> Yanni was all legs and arms. Uh, you're talking about basically prepubescent children. Brian Courtney. You're, you're talking about. You're talking about a freshman in high school. Yeah. Yeah, he looks. He passes the eyeball test. I'm saying you can't tell. You can't tell. You're you're using a 14 year old Yanni. I also use Ben kid, Askren, who's 37. I, I asked you to. Yeah, exactly. A full grown man. How many full grown men look like that? Who look like Ben? Or six, no, ben, or Christian basically just called you a freak. <laughs> no, he's not a freak. He's strong. He's good. We were actually watching. I can't wait till he slaps you. He won't. He won't. He might. Um, all right, enough. Enough about enough about physiques. Enough about builds. J-Rob. I, I felt like I was oh, at Fargo. Right in a J-Rob. I had, I had a thought. Like in Fargo, I was like, you know what? what? Is this story just like done? Like there's nothing happening here. 
And then this week, yesterday, it comes out. Brandon Egham named the acting head coach. Which? What does it mean? What does the acting head coach mean? I, d- I guess it's different from well, the interim, an interim position. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't saying what does it mean active. Yeah, I mean, I what does it mean that they name him, that they, they appoint him in charge right now? I think, uh, I mean, my first thing is that this isn't going to be resolved anytime soon. So they need to put somebody in place. Like, if this was going to be resolved sometime soon, this was un- this would have been unnecessary. Right. And what doesn't make sense to me, What the way I view it is they, sh- they should have done this. They probably considered doing this in on June 1st when they re- initially suspended Jay. And they're like, well, it's not going to be that long. We probably don't need to go that route. And then here two months later, like, what? We're not even close. And we got We can't let the, the program flounder, so let's name Agum the acting head coach. Well, the speculation is that – the speculation is that um, – or one theory is that if they would fire J-Rob, there would be, a, like, a lawsuit and it would be strung out and, you know, it would, it would take some time. So maybe that's why they're – Going this route because they don't they don't they can't pull the trigger on firing them because there's going to be a lawsuit immediately and then they're going to and then Jay could air all Minnesota's dirty laundry so they're, they're like we don't know what to do right now so we'll have an interim why don't they just bring them back how much well, I guess they don't yeah I don't know I don't know but what, what it says to me the, the, the Eggum thing what it says to me is this ain't gonna be resolved anytime soon right and I don't. I, I'm glad they're doing that because I don't want to see the program flounder. But at the same time, I don't like the idea that this is going to be out there hanging over the program for an extended period of time, and still, not much else has, has come out about it. We haven't learned much more on the details, the names, things like that. Um, right. So I don't know. It's a. It's a really. It's a strange, strange story, um, for sure. Other. Um Sticking in in the thread of the D1 news, Christian Christian sometimes, so this is obviously the first time we're set up on camera doing this new deal, and uh, we're all prepped, and I walk in here, and Christian's here before me, and he's like, hey, we have to be, we really have to be buttoned up. We have to figure out what we're doing. This is a new, this is That's a new right. format. Daddy's home. Get it together. They've been out of pocket. This place is another mess, by the way. We've got cords right. everywhere. Uh, so I come in. I come in day one. I come in hot, and I'm gonna be law and order. I'm I'm gonna be making sure you know things are as they should be, and we're running a tight ship. You mm-hmm. understand? Mm-hmm. Go so, on. so we're like, this is like four hours before the show. He Christian's like one of those guys that gets to the airport seven days <laughs> seven days before the plane leaves. He's like, I think we have enough time. I think we're gonna get through security. Um, so we're here testing some things out. Now it starts getting down to the nitty gritty, like. We're like we're like twenty five minutes away from we were start, a half hour away starting the show, and we're like serious, right? We're serious. We're in into this, and Christian gets a phone call. He he has like country music kind of ringtones and such, and he and he shows it to me. He's like, I have to take this. I was I was I was kidding. It, and it's Coleman Scott, God. right? It's like and Christian has his face on. I'm like, Christian, you have to take this phone call right now. He's like, it's Coleman Scott. 
<laughs> Willie, okay, Willie will ignore a phone call from Jordan Burroughs. Okay. Eh. Willie is, let's put it, it's rude. You don't, you don't answer your phone. Ah, busy guy. No, you're not that busy. I'm gonna, I can confirm right now to everyone that calls Willie, he's actually not that busy. He just doesn't call you back. That's a lie. I'm extremely busy. He doesn't busy. call you back. He's busy, but he could call you back. He doesn't. Okay, I'm he, bad. I'm bad with the phone. I'm bad, bad with, the, with phone. the phone. What you I'm saying to, is, you need to own it because you're terrible, and you just need to call people back. I know. I do. I'm bad with it. I, that's. I admit that. Jordan but Burrows. Twenty minutes before go time in the first show, and you Half are hour. like. You are like a schoolgirl no. that just got a love note. You're like Coleman Scott, and no, I knew what this was about. Okay, so the whole point of this is lay it on the people. Well, can you do that? I actually wish you didn't tell that story beforehand. All right. Well, then we have nothing. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> okay, so we I, have nothing on you. I, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Well, I thought it was. Uh, well, yeah. you screw everything up. I screw everything up. Moving on. Big news, UNC. Big news, UNC coming. So we told that. NWCA can say Good job, Willie. Anything else you want to ruin? <laughs> Willie likes – sometimes Willie <laughs> – sometimes on the first show, Willie likes to ruin things. That's no. He's the ruiner of things. He, see, well, he, sacrif- he sacrificed the actual point to get in a barb against me. That's not true. That's, that's, that's because I, I have manners and answer the phone when people call me if I have time to call people. The show was completely set up and ready to go. Perfect timing. And then he used it as a punchline to get in his but a ching when in reality Because he, you're starstruck by Colbert Scott. I, I am not at all starstruck. Not at all. Um anyways, we'll have to move on to something else. Move on. That would have been a nice little piece to have here on Fluorescent Radio. I've got to wait. What would have been a nice piece? Bo Nickel. Wait, we, we you 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 missed. Alright, let's go Bo Nickel first. Let's go Bo Nickel. Going up to one eighty four, is that what you're hearing, Willie? Uh, speculation. Speculation. Uh, why don't you elaborate? Uh, <laughs> I don't know that there is any elaboration. Uh, some people are saying that Bo Nickel would like to go 184, which you know that's a that's big news. That's a that's a championship contender. Um, it changes the field of the weight class nationally. It changes um, the field. It, ch- it changes the lineup of a team contender. Um, so, you know, this is message board fodder right now, but it's apparently it's, it came from Bo Nickel, an interview. It came from a quote from Bo Nickel. So it does have legs. Um, what do you make of it? Oh yeah. I think, I think it's going to happen. You think it's going to happen? Absolutely. I absolutely think he's going to go up to 184. Um, and I think, I think we'll probably see... Um, Shakur Rashid, um, battle for that 74 spot. He's a big dude. He's big. He's real big. But I think he, I think he'll do well there. Um, and you know, there's speculation about, you know, oh, well this sets up perfectly for Mark Hall. I, my opinion, my opinion from day one, based on no inside information whatsoever is I don't think we'll see Mark Hall in a Penn State single at year one. No, I don't I'm think I'm not so even sure if he'll be enrolled there. Um, it might that's, do- the first, that's the first knee-jerk reaction, right? Hey, Bo might go 84. Ooh, Mark Mark might wrestle. Eh. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think that makes sense on, on multiple fronts. I mean, sure, but Mark Hall's ready to go, right? Yeah. Mark Hall, 174 right now. Uh, he could wrestle with a Miles Martin type. 
You know, he can wrestle with these. He can wrestle with all these guys. But so I don't think it's about that. I just think it just kind of makes sense for all parties. Take a year, mm-hmm. uh, let some things shuffle around. But I think Bo up at one eighty four. I don't know. Does it make sense? Does it make sense for Mark to say? Well, you know, here's the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but here's where here's where it kind of hurts is is Matt McCutcheon now yeah. is kind of thrust into that one ninety seven spot where well you know and there's going to be due process I'm sure with one eighty four you know maybe there's going to be a wrestle off but you theorize that Bo if he wants that one eighty four spot there's not uh, that that no one's going to stop him from from having it if the coaches and everyone are on board so then you say well McCutcheon guy that's been you know he was really banged up at the end of last year but a guy who's proven he can beat some of the best dudes um you know is he gonna go up to 197 he's not really a particularly tall rangy guy you know not that morgan mcintosh was but morgan was so dynamic and so no chance no chance that mccutcheon could make 74 Mm, i don't know maybe Maybe. I mean, Willie, you'd cut him down to 65. Yeah, I think he's a 49-pounder. 40. Wrestles ain't off. 40. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. No, that's that's a good thought. I don't think so, but maybe. they. You know, the thought was Anthony Kassar, 97, but after seeing him get hurt in Dallas, you know, you, you wonder about that shoulder. Well, who even is the 97? If not him? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Rashid just looked like a guy that was going to move up more than one weight to me. Uh, I think that – I don't think he's as big as you think he is. Maybe not. But his, the second his second half of matches, he struggled badly because of the cut. It just – he just like, seems like a guy that needed to move up more than one weight to me. Well – can't go 84 if Bo's there. And 97 no, no, I know. Is a, 97 is a stretch. I know. I'm saying – what I'm saying is I don't know if he's going to be any better at 74 with his gas tank. I I, I feel like he's going to be a really hard cut for him at 74 anyway. Maybe, but nine pounds is not a small amount. I think that'll – I think he'll be okay. He's not – it's not, you know, Andre the Giant. I always – I always say people are small. I know. And they can cut. I I think Rashid's big. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, all right, hey, this uh, stuff that came out the NWCA convention. Yeah, moving the that's a that's kind of a big deal. Moving the season, changing the season around. Now, I think maybe the biggest takeaway, not just I mean, you say okay, back it up to April, cool, but the idea of like a dual and tournament season, something. You've talked about on this show multiple times. I think it's the smartest thing to do. Yeah. Um, and and another, I, I, I like, 100% I like a breakup of the dual and tournament season for multiple reasons. Number one, it, it's more linear. It's easier to follow. Like, this week's a dual, next week's a tournament. Who's number one in this? Who's number one in that? They're ranked fourth, but that's in a dual. Listen, make it. Make it a dual season and a tournament season, and this team's ranked this and this team's ranked that. It gives more of a credence to an actual legitimate dual national championship. dual championship. I mean, you know, people don't go to national duels right now because of the layout of the season. Penn State doesn't want to go to national duels because in two weeks they have to get ready for the Big Tens, and that's what really counts, and that's what really 
that's what you really are judged by. So, you know, you make a dual season, and then national dual championships have credence. You make a tournament season, and then the tournament season has credence. Um, I mean, it already that's that's the one, right. but um, it's easier to follow. The rankings follow it. Is there's more of a narrative there? Uh, number one. Number two is um, length of season. I'm telling you, they're, they're talking about cutting the season down, which I agree with. I'm telling you, what these kids go through is borderline torture. You should not have your weight down for four or five months. You should not be grinding that freaking long. Uh, so I, I, I like the proposed changes. I, I don't know if I like all the details. I think I can work them out. but Yeah, you know, I think just on a surface level, like first glance, I like it all. I like the I like backing up the season. I like it. For us, it just kind of extends the peak season. Mm-hmm. It from kind of in season in March to the end in April, so it allows us, I think, because with with high school and college overlap like this, you can only spend so much time on so much stuff. And when Iron Man and big duels and mm-hmm. Beast of the East and all this stuff's happening on top of each other, everything just gets not quite as much as it should. Uh, not as much love. Not and as much na- play. And now we're really, and this is what Flow Wrestling this is what we do. We build the context, and we, we tell the stories, and we tell you what matters and why things are important. We try to feature what matters. Right. Now we get to do that more. We get to do that better. And uh, I, I love that. I love that part. So maybe that's a selfish part, but I think ultimately it makes sense for wrestling too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm good with it. I'm good. Hey, we need to – some of the you know content needs to go to NWCA convention. Yeah, you know what's very – another thing that's very encouraging is that I've always been very critical of wrestling being so old-fashioned. Uh, whether or not this comes to fruition, and I think it will eventually, whether it's this year or next year or on down the road, um, what's very encouraging is that – they're thinking about it. They're talking about being progressive. They're talking about making changes and and adapting to the, adapting to, to, to you know changes that will help the sport. Yeah. No. I think it's, I think it's outstanding. I'm glad that, um, that they're going that way. I think I think ultimately, it will be a good thing, and I'm I'm glad to see them think outside of the box. And hopefully, I mean, my thing is, what are the What's the no to that? What's the bad? Because you know what? I, I say at a surface level, I'm good with it, but what's the bad? You know, what, well, are, what's, what am I not thinking about that could make this? Well, there's, there's a couple things. There's a couple things, and but nothing that I feel is um, a reason to not do it. There's right. factors that people bring up, right? One is, I mean, it turns it into a one-semester sport, so you're moving back. You're at late April. Is that too much time? I think getting off of... March Madness is smart. I think it's the right thing. Uh, I think it can be ESPN can or or whoever does it can focus on it. That the whole community, you know, you have a you have an average fan, you have an average fan that follows. They have a choice to follow March Madness or wrestling. Right now, and the average casual fan will follow basketball. Yeah, I think that's a way overplayed thing, though. Like, like people, well, like someone that would watch wrestling. Uh, oh shoot. Villanova's playing Pitt. Uh, what? Like, 
they want to watch March Madness. I I just don't. Yeah. I don't, I I don't s- think I, there's a lot of crossover there. I see what you're saying, but it, it has it has the potential to bring in more casual fans. Number one, uh, number two, um, having it late April gets off. You get off the wrestling. You know, some guys, they have to go to districts. Then they have to go to regions. Then they have to go to state tournament. Then they have to go to dual state. Now you're asking them to go to Big Tens. Then you're asking them to go to NCAAs. You're asking a, you're asking people to travel every freaking weekend, right? right? And uh, this moves it back a little ways, you know. Uh, but other considerations might be the... Um, the U.S. Open. I know that was brought up a lot. The senior, the senior schedule. Right, and that is a, an important consideration. But knowing that... That Rich Bender um, was on this board, uh, the executive director of USA Wrestling. Um, I, I think they're like, we can work around this. Sure, of course. So, I'm just saying these are the things that people right. really know. So I think that's so. If that's your hang up with it, I think that's an easy that's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm not too worried about about any of those. If those are the big contentions, and maybe more will come out. And there's, I uh, honestly always, you know. I will change my mind based on changing information or learning something new. But for right now, I think it's I think it's awesome, and I think uh, I think it will be a really good thing for the sport. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We good, bud? I think we're good. Um, we'll bring it back Thursday, right, Christian Pauls? We are running it back Thursday, no doubt about it. We gotta do a little. What is this music? It's called Rock the Party. I'm gonna rock the party. Hey, come to Texas. I'm gonna rock the party. You know, uh, this is the new outro music. This is the new. I'm not married to it. It's it's kind of. That's a little better, right? We can we can top it. Where did this? Where, I feel like I heard this before. Somewhere. I know it's a total ripoff. I know what song you're talking about. And it's just, it's an actual commercial song. Well, I don't know. They, this is a song I've heard, and they just like this. And yeah, they just tweaked this it. This is like vanilla. Boom boom boom. This is like vanilla ice and Queens. Yes. This dun, 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 dun. But so we got this from Audio Jungle. Shout out to Audio Jungle. This is legit. We don't steal. We don't steal. You know who you're talking to, you thieves out there. Yeah, we'll talk about steal. that on Thursday. We're gonna talk about. We're talking you. about theft but and thievery, stealers, <laughs> and, the, and the like. See you Thursday. Cut it off.